Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm so glad that people have been like, bruh, Ski, I got that fucking great value ice cream. Like, it's so good. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. It's so delicious. Like, it's crazy. Uh, Walmart has no, like, no business making fucking ice cream sandwiches that are that good. Like it's, I it's I gotta weird. I gotta try them I gotta try them because I don't I love ice cream sandwiches but I don't think yeah I've you ever like tried. that garbage ass cookie one though dude, dude. you're so wrong the it's cookie so is disgusting. so disgusting dude I literally will fight you it's, it's just a soggy ass cookie with these it's not fat fucking frozen M and M's that someone, just break your I teeth they're like rocks eat, bro I don't eat the M and M one I get the chocolate chip ones they're so much oh, better really? there's chocolate yeah. chip ones. Yes, dude. Fuck the M&M's ones. It's literally that cookie. It's not soggy. I don't know who's dunking your ice cream sandwiches in a <laughs> toilet before they give it to you. Some <laughs> sick fucking joke that your parents have been doing for years to you. But they've just been like fucking dousing it in a little bit of water. They're like, teach this kid to be fat. <laughs> that's one way just to do it. it. Yeah, maybe Until, that's why they always got the ones at the M&M's too. They're like, he's going to yeah. break his teeth, little dumbass. Yeah, I mean... I guess That's, so. That that could be why you're such a psychopath and love yeah, bubblegum ice cream. Hard that's, ass chunks. You literally. That's you're actually gonna, a great point. Talk shit about me eating these. <laughs> First of all, I don't eat the M&Ms. But second of all, you're going to talk shit to me after your bubblegum ass ice cream eating ass is fucking just chewing. That's a that's good point. Gotta be fucking rocks. Yeah. There's no literally way like rocks. my favorite ice cream is just rocks. It's just fucking rocks, dude. It's so sad. Uh, so this is going to be a shorter episode of IndiePod, obviously, because uh, we are recording this not only earlier, but we are recording this because I will not be here when we actually would uh, pop on to that standard episode. So it's instead, true. this it's week, true. we are going to be talking about our indie game of the year prospects. What we're thinking It's that mm-hmm. gut check. It's that it's that future site. We're got to we got to see where we're landing. Or where where we're staying. What the fuck? What's that? Where are we going? I don't know. We gotta I don't see where we're see where we're landing. What are we? I don't astronauts? know. Heading? What are we like? Our our bearing. Do we, we gotta, gotta look find our bearing. Leap, you know. We gotta. Dude, I don't even know what I'm fucking saying. Anymore. I literally have no idea. I I figure we're just <laughs> vamping now. You know what's funny is because we're doing this early and because we're not talking about news this t- uh, like today. Since mm-hmm. last week we had no news, I bet the biggest like indie story of the year is gonna fucking come out. And oh, we're just absolutely! Gonna, we're just gonna miss it. We're just gonna be like, eh, they who? one million percent. It's gonna piss me off because we'll get to it. It'd be like fucking Team Cherry, Shadow Dropped, Hollow Knight, yeah, uh, Silk Song, fucking Toby Fox, Shadow Dropped, all of Deltarune. <laughs> just like everybody released everything <laughs> the the week that what? we are gone. Toby Fox just like, here's chapter two, but also instead, here's all the of rest. them. 
Dude, that's the best way to do it. You get somebody hooked on the content. It's like the meth of indie games. He gets people hooked with yeah. that little bit of taste, with that little chapters one I'm and sure. two. And then he's like, boom, now now pay me $80 for this fucking full game. I'm sure, I'm sure that's what Toby Fox aspires to be, the meth of video games. I... Who doesn't, bro? Fucking put like, that on the box. A lot of things that people like, uh, meth gets a bad rap. But the real thing everybody needs to For know. For good reason. Is, <laughs> is that, is that like it's addictive. The addictive quality of meth yeah, is like, yeah, yeah. you want your game to be that addictive, bro. You want your game to be so addictive <laughs> that people know. fucking die in internet cafes. Like Ooh. that's, cross my finger if I ever make a video game, I... I want somebody in like Japan to go on a bender to to develop butt sores and to get close to death. Never die. I'm not Never, gonna say I, was, I want them I to gonna, die playing I was my game, say, but like Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're yeah, going down like, a really bad hill there. Don't 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 get like so don't get like that close, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I imagine Blizzard feels a little bit bad oh, and, for and sure, like Riot sure. feel a little bit bad, you know, because they're just garbage places to work for that fucking suck in general. Yeah. But also because there are those few people who love their video games so much that they die in internet cafes. Right, right. And maybe you just gotta like you got to think like maybe that, oh, dude, what if like Blizzard's holding on to the best World of Warcraft expansion of all time? It's going to blow they just, everyone they out of the water. They can't do it. They can't do yeah. it. But they're, they're like, like too many people will just know life this shit to death. They'll yeah. just fucking kill themselves like the while playing World of Warcraft. The world ain't ready. Every every Saving year the they, look, they look and they're like, is it time? And then, you know, another, another fucking variant of COVID comes out and they're like, oh, not yet. Dude, not ready. I... They're waiting for that Wally verse, you know, That's where true. we're like, yeah. where we're where all it's acceptable. just, where yeah, we're just too like, big. Yeah, we, our to... legs, they fucking atrophied. Like we have every Dude, sort I of can't. like social stability possible, you know? I would never, I don't care how acceptable that is in the world. I'd never be able to get. Like that, dude. Bad dude. I'd, I'd be much. fucking done. Like five seconds, I'd be done. Like they'd be like, hold up. Like you could just not do anything but fucking play video games like all day. You could binge as much TV shows as oh, you want. These dope ass little robots, so you chilling with shitty, them, fucking dude. fist bumping this Garbo bot. Like hell yeah, dude. Do you see that Amazon just released that robot that's like fucking $1,000 that does nothing? I was just talking to a couple of my buddies about this and I was like, he was, someone was like, so what does it do? And we're like, I don't know, it just fucking follows you. And then like yeah. the images, like their captions are like, hey, Amazon fucking robot slave, take these chips to my son who I'm too fucking lazy to walk 10 feet for. Like, <laughs> what? What? Yeah. That's like, literally all of their advertisements is like, give them a snack and they'll go a couple feet. And you're like, do I need to pay a thousand dollars for this? Like, are my legs How still much time work? is this really saving me? Like, come on, dude. <laughs> I don't at yeah. least Cosmo's kind of cool because one, it's only like a hundred bucks or like maybe maybe two hundred, which is still like it's pretty hefty. But Cosmo smiles at you and it's cute. This thing looks fucking stupid. And Cosmo will flip blocks. That's yeah. also a thing. He'll play it's with got, it. You can dude, play with it. This this one just follows you around and it's is got like, a dust it's pan Jeff Bezos. For a face, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Je fucking Jeffrey Bezos just listening to your conversations and it's going to be like the Alexa of robots it's going to be like you're going to be like man I wish I had more dish soap and it's like ordering more dish soap and they're, you're like no 
I don't have money for that right now. And they're like ordering 10 gallons of dish soap. So you will never have to buy more dish soap. And you're like, no, nah! it just like empties your bank account on fucking dish soap. Dude, that's 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 facts. That's the future. I hope you're yeah, ready. I like how this started out like me being like, I want to fist bump a robot. And then afterwards, it's just like, dude, fuck robots. You know, the world, like, the world is a scary suck. place, man. We don't know. <laughs> We don't know. I mean, it doesn't matter. Did you hear in like 2030? There's like a, uh, they thought it was a, a planet, but it's like a comet and it's just coming towards us. And it's going to like, by 2030, it'll be next to Saturn. Dude, in like 20 years, that thing's going to fucking smash right into us. We're all gone. I'm fucking, dude, let's go, bro. <laughs> just upload my consciousness into some fucking video game. Like, I don't, I don't need this physical body to live on. You know what I mean? Like, fucking just upload all of our consciousnesses into some weird-ass server, launch that bitch into space, we're golden, you know? We're gold. Who needs, who gold. needs flesh and blood this when is you've a, got a digital soul? This is a weird episode. And I also, do, you oh, know, yeah. usually, usually I look at the time and I'm like, oh, we've been vamping for, like, way too long. Like, we should get into the episode. But we don't really have too much, so I just don't even yeah. feel the pressure on it. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, I really thought we had been talking for a while. Look over eight minutes. What the fuck? I know. I it know. feels like it's been so long. Dude, okay. It's just weird. Last little bit of vamping. I have to get off. I have to get off Do my chest before Jesus. we fucking. Yeah, that I have to, you know, just shoot out there before we hop into <laughs> what we're actually talking about today. Bro. All right. All right. What's up? What's up? I I feel like I've fucked myself my entire life. You know, like mm, I've really hot. messed up because, you know, every time you went to go pick something up, people are like, lift with your legs, not your back. Yeah. You'll hurt your back when you're older. I feel like I've just been fucking myself. I've been getting myself closer and closer. Like when I was younger and had a stronger back, it was totally fine. But now every day hunched over this dumbass machine and it's just like, it's killing my back, bro. I can imagine. It's like always have back pain. And yeah. I'm like. Even if you, Can we even not? if, even if you have a relatively like good back or you like, I, I exercise regularly. Like I feel like I have a nice little humble brag there, a bro. pretty, well, no, but like I'm saying, like, it's not <laughs> like I just realized I exercise regularly. It's not, sorry. <laughs> but like, it's, it's not like I am just doing nothing. And then yeah. one day I got old and all of a sudden, oh no, my back hurts. No, it was. I've never really had problems. And then I hit 30. I think I told the story on Indie Potter. Maybe it was like before. I was literally like just bent down scrubbing the bathroom floor and I threw my back out. Like what? <laughs> like the oldest man type thing from nothing. I remember just, awesome. I, I literally just went down, scrubbed a little bit, went back up and I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> like that was it. Like I just knew. <laughs> Your back's just like, I'm done. It's like, yeah. like we had a wanted to walk like upright. Not down. It's like we no. had a good run. That's it. I mean, bro, my head is just too big. You know, I feel like That's it's true. pulling my like grass, like weight, gravity is just anchoring onto my head. And it's like just pulling it through my body. That's why, yeah. like when I lay down, it's fine. You know, this gravity is evenly distributed. Fucking uh, science facts with Vaughn here. It's evenly distributed <laughs> along my body. But when I'm standing straight up, head's too big. It just pulls into that center mass. And just it's crushing me from, from the inside. You're going to have to get a permanent neck brace that you're just going to constantly have to hold your, your head up. I would do it, you know? Dude. Like, I would fucking do that shit in, a set, in like a heartbeat if my back just wouldn't hurt anymore, you know? <laughs> 
Like it would be better. It would be so much better. So this week's episode, we're going to be talking about our indie games of the year so far. What exactly we think are going to be our indie games and a few games that we believe if they come out in 2021. And I say if they come out because all of the games that I have on here, probably not. But if they do, they's probably going to be knocking some of these bitches off the list, which is hilarious that I say off the list because I have two games on my list. So it's not like it's it's not, it's not yeah. really that hard to like. I feel like you've only around. played two indie games this year, Vaughn. Nah, it's been like maybe <laughs> three. <laughs> like it's not it's not that bad, but yeah, yeah. I haven't like it's I haven't played that many new indie games this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I played a lot of Hollow Knight. Too. That's true too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll allow it. And I'm, I'm playing some Flintstone and Crimson right now, bro. Like, mm. granted, this is that on your kinda... play- is that on your list though? No. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like I, well, I played like three hours of the game. It's not right. gonna be my fucking game of the year. It might be. Who knows? That that might have been the Maybe. best three hours you've ever had. You know. That's very possible. That's very possible. Hello and welcome to IndiePod, an indie games podcast, your weekly source for all the indie games news you need to know. This week, we are actually not going to be bringing you any news stories, no news cram, or God bless the crowd, no listener questions. This is going to be a little bit nothing. different of an episode. Yeah, it's actually not even an episode. We're yeah, just going to yeah. peace what out. We, just we literally do- just shut up to say hello. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Can we do that for April Fool's? Can we literally put an episode like that? Oh, that would be... Oh, See, I'm- I feel like I, I would want... Uh, that'd be great, but we have to mislead him somehow so it would literally just be us like talking for a second and then just cut off and it's just an hour and a half of dead air like and i feel like there'd be some people who'd be like maybe they say something in the middle of there so maybe that's what i'll do just like every fucking like just random ass increments five minutes i pop in i'm just like titties and then the youtube the youtube analytics on that would be so screwy (laughs) because you just have people just trying to find any Uh, bit of content we should have or it's just like an hour and a half of us just like sitting here just like dude yeah we should either like either a we should talk about something completely different like just not indie games at all not even video games just like something totally different or not even broach the topic we're just like today we're going to be talking about steak i don't know fucking a1 sauce like god no i'm not into that we'll do like a, a ranking of fast foods um Act no. like it's what we've always talked about. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. We're yeah. your top uh, fast food podcast. <laughs> where you can always <laughs> come on down, where you can always find the best things to eat after 2 a.m. Um, <laughs> or B, I think we should just do it where we have like the normal intro and then all of a sudden we just like clip it out and then just cut to an episode of like Active Quest or something like totally different. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would be pretty good that would be pretty good uh so if you're wondering obviously i don't know if i cut this part out or not i probably won't because i'm pretty lazy when it comes to it but whatever this episode is going to be about our gut checks on what exactly our game of the year or our indie game of the year is going to be because of course each and every year we record an indie game of the year episode but right now we're kind of like we're more than halfway through the year. We're chilling. We're wondering what exactly is going to be our game of the year. And I think this is going to be a really interesting conversation, mostly because and I don't mean this is an insult in any way, but like I feel like we just haven't been getting as big of like bangers as we have in the past. Like there's always been an indie game in the given year that everyone has played. Everyone loves. It is that true indie darling. 
Like it's just fucking everybody loves it. But this year, I feel like it's a little bit different. There there are games that kind of like rise above, For but sure. it's just nothing's getting that fucking 10 like Celeste did. Or yeah, yeah. like it just yeah, it's not happening. So instead, this conversation is going to be pretty interesting, and I'm excited to talk about it. We have our picks for what we believe our indie game of the year is going to be, and then a couple of games that we believe that if they come out within this year, will actually find a spot on that list or knock others off of that list. Just to let you know, bro, bro. any of the fucking games that I have on mine come out, probably knocking at least one game off this, and I only got two. So it's like that's the well, that's damn. the exceptionally right. low so bar clearly, that I got right. Yeah, now. clearly you don't got nothing going on. Um, not not much. Yeah, not not much. Okay, I like it. Um, I do want to shout out because I don't know if if you have it in the doc right now, but uh, the developer interview episode that's coming out in October sixth will be the day it comes out on Wednesday. It's going to be fractured veil. Um, it's basically me talking to, they have a Kickstarter going right now. I think the day it goes up is like one of the last days of its Kickstarter. Um, but it's really cool. It's like a survival crafting game that is built in the way similar to kind of blending MMOs and survival games. They want to, I know, I know. I, when I started talking about this game, I, I was like, man, this game fucking Kinda sucks for me, like but jam, it's bro. definitely good for Vaughn. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was, there was literally a question in there where I was like, do you have to eat and drink though to survive? And he's like, yes. And I was like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, sorry, your game sucks. Interview over. Um, yeah, no, but he was, he was, he was super cool. Uh, and I really love the, the idea behind the game because it's basically, they, they use servers as this means to like they use the story behind it to talk about how they have multiple servers that are uh keeping like more than 500 people on each area and it's like different biomes basically um that you can travel to but you have to like if you want to go to a different one you have to unlock it and then if you want to stay in that one you have to go through kind of like a transfer system to like take your house and everything to it and he equated it to like essentially like getting a, a work visa for a different country of like you have to he's like it's not going to be as ridiculous to do that but you have to kind of work towards doing things to be able to move to a different biome and be a part of that as like this is your home base because of the fact that they have like so many people trying to travel and, and part of it i don't know it just it seems very interesting yeah Check yeah absolutely out. A little bit more housekeeping. Uh, please head over to our Teespring store. It's just IndiePod over on Teespring. Head over to YouTube. Click that subscribe button. Click the like button and all that fun stuff. You can watch these episodes over on YouTube. Leave us reviews on any site in which you could do so. Specifically, iTunes helps us out a lot. And lastly, thank you so much to all of our amazing patrons. At the $3 tier or higher, of course, if you give us any amount of money, we absolutely adore you. You're fantastic. But... We, I made that blood pact, you know? I didn't bring Big Josh Boy into it, apparently. I meant nah, to. Nah, but, like, me. he he wasn't into it, bro. You know, li- a give, guy that lives in Florida, you'd, you'd fucking think that he'd be chill with, like, something sucking his blood, you know? Because it's like, mosquitoes is everywhere. Like, how you not got the surprisingly, West Nile Surprisingly, no mosquitoes don't go for me that much. Really? I, yeah, just I don't too know. too sexy for that. I got, I got just... nasty-ass blood, I guess. They just, they don't, like, every every so often... I've got I'll, garbage I'll get, blood. I've got garbage <laughs> blood. Every so often I'll get bit once or twice, um, you know, 
but it's so you don't rare. even have to bat it it's just like it kills itself it's yeah just dude, like, it, nah, it takes a little little sucky suck and it's like <laughs> fucky fuck you know what i'm saying <laughs> So thank you so much to all of our amazing patrons at the $3 tier or higher. Ethan, a gamer for fun. John, just John. We'll see. Mixamentosis, AK Mix, Zach Durham, Chase Hopkins, Philip Pritchard, the one better of Australia, Josh Nichols, AKA Active Josh, and Sam Fillion from Canada. Thank you all so much. You are also amazing. And let's get into the indie games. Uh, so obviously I feel like your list is going to be a little bit bigger than mine because you at the very least have three and I it's have true a two i do so big josh boy what you got at your number four because i think you have four right i have four i have four okay um what you got so, at your number four so i i don't know that this is in any specific order um but i'll just go with like what is on my fourth the way that i i did this basically is i've considered that there are a number of games that i've played and these are the four that i think could be in that top you know echelon it yeah i i think that uh one of these is obviously going to be the winner but we'll get uh wrecked based on definition but i'm gonna put it anyway and i'm sure really? if you know me you probably know what's on that list already although oh my god yeah yeah there you go <laughs> i'll i'll let i'll just say it as that one first but it's the binding of isaac dlc dude it's the fucking game of the year are you kidding me Jesus. dude this game is so good and they made it so much better they added so much content new bosses new items new characters new challenges new everything they rebalanced and tweaked like all of these things in the game it's so good and addicting i oh, so fucking good man but I because love of the technicality with like based on definition, it might because it's be. not because it's not. Yeah, because it's like, look, here's the thing. If it's my game of the year, like I'm going to say I don't care that it's a DLC drop. It's still it's like as yeah. big as its own game. I'm going to say it's a game. And if that was the case, like that's going to be hands down game of the year for me. Like it just has to be. I sunk so many hours into playing that. I still from time to time, I'm not as addicted as I was, but like I still put in every so often where I'll be like, all right, I'll I'll pick up another run and I could just play it and just it's a good time, you know? There's all right. it's a good time playing. Dude, you're not going to find any protests here. I'm not going to be like big Josh boy. There's no way that you can have <laughs> after like rebirth on your list when I've got like two fucking games, dude. It's we're going to get to our indie game of the year thing. And it's just like, I'm going to throw some fucking DLC on here just to pad out this list, dude. Yeah, like I got I no it. issues. I get, I get it. All right. Well, let me let me hear one of yours, because I think that the two that you have, I think I already have on my list. Oh, yeah, I'm fairly certain. I'm fairly certain. Like, absolutely one of them, but probably two. So, obviously, my number two is going to be Death Store by yeah. Acid Nerve. Yeah. It's it's a game that I enjoyed playing during the year, but I really wasn't blown away by it. Like, everybody else in the industry was. Like, they were really just circle jerking fucking Death Store. I really don't yeah. understand it. And my, my theory then, and... What continues to be my theory now is that it's just kind of like a dearth of really, really like breaking through to the mainstream indie games. And yeah, yeah, and yeah, I feel like sure. that's what it was. Not a not a comment on the quality of indie games this year. Not saying that any are bad, that anything I'm not saying anything like that. Just saying that we haven't had a lot of indie games that have actually broken through the barrier from basically like those who are hobbyists, those who love indie games to the mainstream. But Death Store did and, and I, people just like fucking 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're on very, it, bro. Very good representation. I don't know that it's it's breaking into like the the larger than the hobbyists. Like I think that it's very <laughs> common, especially from an indie perspective, that if any indie game gets a, even the smallest taste of like there's some backing from people and one news channel or journalist, you know, media form shows any love to it everyone else has to do it because they're all yeah. trying to chase that those clicks that high of like we need the viewers if someone's interested in this we got to do it too and i think that kind of pushes certain indies into that world of like these become the higher known indies indie games just because that's the way news works you know it's yeah it's like it's not a great system but it does help out when you get that one person who's like hey this is a cool game and then other people just kind of flock to it um i still like it's on my list as well though i yeah. i think it's a good game i had fun with it but i will also say the same thing that this is on my list more because of there not being a ton of games that i just fell in love with and this game was just it was it was really good, you know? It wasn't amazing by any feat, but it was really good and worth my time. Uh, and yeah. and I, I hate saying things like that because I know that there's a negative connotation that people will take from this and be like, oh, well, maybe Death's Door wasn't that good. But, like, it it is. Like, but that's the thing. Like, if you compare Death's Door then to me playing Isaac, like, it's a, it's a totally different world. And granted, you know, that's a difference in preferences, right? But, like, I think from just a general level of what Binding of Isaac has done for roguelikes versus what Death Store has done for adventure, you know, semi-Souls-like action games, not a whole lot. Yeah. Technically, Death yeah. Store is even more so Metroidvania, but, like... It, like no, it I totally... I get what you mean, though, by, like, it was it was worth your time. It's a It was a decent investment of your time because there is... There are a lot of like games that will come out that they are fantastic, but sometimes they just drag on a bit too long. They have a little bit right. too much grinding. And it's like, I, I do understand however much it does have a negative connotation where you can say, this developer doesn't seem to be respecting my time when I have to spend half of the time I'm playing your game just grinding to play the game itself. Like, sure. I sure. I totally understand why why that could be, like, a legitimate complaint. And Death Store, I feel like, like you said, does respect your time in a sense. Like, I, I do kind of enjoy that. Like, I put 10 hours into it, and I, I, I believe it was, like, 10 or 12 hours yeah, into it. And fun. I feel like... I got enough enjoyment out of that. Like I didn't feel like it dragged on a little bit too much. Right. And if you wanted more, the the nicest thing about Death Story is if you wanted more, if you wanted to be that completionist, you love this game that much, you could actually go on and continue to play the game for like 12 more hours. And it's not even that there was like, oh, I could play for 12 more hours, but I got to get all the collect. Like, it's just the the collect-a-thon thing where people go through and they'll play a game for double the amount of time because they're trying to get all the trophies. This is like, no, it actually has an ending. There is a legitimate reason to play this game and continue on. And I think that's yeah. really, really cool. I, I really that love Gravekeeper. that. Do, do you ever get to kill that fucker? Like, what's you, up with that? Yeah, you do. That's that's one of the main bosses That guy fucking die, bro? Yeah. It's crazy. It's yeah. being a little turd. God. 
No, I, I very much enjoyed Death Sword. I think it's a really fun game. Thought it had like a really interesting aesthetic. Love the Crow Boys. I think they're dope. It's uh, like it being attached to Titan Souls, uh, just in its not not necessarily saying anything about it, but it being attached to Titan Souls in any way is really, really fucking cool. I thought its lore was interesting. And I feel like it does deserve to be on this list. But For that sure. one, 100%, is like if we have a banger of an indie game. If like any of these three that I have on here, they come out and it it's going to fall off the like in it's it's more than likely going to fall off of that like in the running. And right, instead, right. it's just going to be my number one in one of these games. So there's yeah, that. Yeah. But I Big Josh that. Boy. You've got uh, you got some more games. I've got What's two up, more. Dude? I'm gonna use the one that I don't think that you have because okay. I'm pretty sure it'll be. The oh same yeah, for we me definitely have the, the fourth. Other game. I'm yeah, hundred percent. But my other one was Everhood, and I struggled putting this on here, but I still think it's worth being shout out. I think Everhood was such a cool concept that just didn't hit as well as i wanted it to but is still a great game everhood is it's basically trying to be a bit of an undertale in its kind of setting and the theme and the way characters interact with you and the strange just you have to figure out the story as you play sense to it but the the combat mechanic rather than having you know the the oh you have your your mouse icon and you just dodge or well it's not a mouse icon but you have the heart and you just dodge things that are trying to attack your soul in this one it played as an anthem or anthem anti-rhythm game i i coined the phrase basically where it looks like you're playing guitar hero but you're avoiding the notes rather than hitting them and you're jumping around and dashing through and like I loved the idea. I thought it was so cool, but it did become kind of strange because for the very reason that it was awesome, it also kind of impacted it negatively where you never really got into that flow state of playing the game with the music. You were playing against it because that's literally what you're doing, right? So it never became you hitting the notes and like jamming out and kind of getting into that state of playing into the music where you're just like frantically avoiding stuff. So I still think it was such a cool concept. I think that the story and the craziness of it really just didn't hit home for me. And I think that there were some things that from a a rhythm perspective, I thought could be a little bit tuned (gasps) differently. I don't know how you would have changed that because it's kind of tough. Because even though, like I said, I thought it was so cool, it also kind of hurt itself in a way. Um, but I know a lot well, of people I mean, would who... you like it more if it was like a standard rhythm game? No. So that's that's the thing is like, that's not what I'm looking for. But yeah, I and it's why I can't put my finger on it. Like I, I want it to still be that anti-rhythm feeling, but to be able to have a little bit more of that flow state where I feel like I'm playing this music rather than just being in that area trying to avoid things which okay. is really difficult to do and it would probably take a lot of uh planning and design work to actually get you to feel that and i don't even know if it's possible right so this might be something where i just don't gel with it even though i've seen other people who love the idea and like i do too but like have really enjoyed playing it where this is still a great game it's on my list right it's on my potential candidates for top games but there were just things that kind of hit the mark. And this is why when we go into our part about like what might 
knock it down that still is yet to come for this year, this would probably be the first one that I get act like gets cut from my list. Okay. I, I do want to say like, without spoiling the game itself, do you like, I, I know that it's the anti rhythm game. So you kind of do obviously like impact the song itself, but in what context are these songs being played? Like, are are you actually being assaulted by a song? Like, in this world, songs do damage to you? Or, no. like, how exactly does that work? Or, not or, really. It's, it's not really explained in the same way of, like, it's the same concept of Undertale, where, like, they make a lot of sense when it comes to many of the mechanics in the game, but, like, why you're dodging like your heart is dodging yeah, these why things your soul is isn't really explained other than it being a game mechanic is kind of the same in this right like okay. there's moments where you're doing things and like one of them was just a dance battle like was one of the starting things that you had to do and you win by just tiring the person out which is ending the song uh okay. and getting to the end of it and then the character like kind of passes out and you win because you won the dance off but like a lot of it like it's the same mechanic though it's just that's their form of combat do you think that you would enjoy the game more if it was like that that part of the game was actually more fully fleshed and it was like oh you do battle legitimately with music meaning that they would be shooting stuff at you playing their song but you would also be playing your song and kind of like battling it out kind of like a battle of the band scenario or for some reason in my head i have like how okay here's a weird question how familiar are you with the lord of the rings mythology uh, not not very Okay, well, this is a little, this is a little bit here from the Silmarillion. Uh, essentially, everything like in creation, or at least Middle Earth, as far as I know, was actually created through like hymns, through songs, uh -huh. and all the bad shit and the fucked up shit was essentially created through one of the people being like, "I want to write my own song," and then just like fucking shit up. Oh, so no. yeah, that's that's kind of how it goes. Gotcha. So I was like thinking that maybe you could be yeah. in a sense, like in a sense, corrupting their song. Yeah. Or something like that. I don't I don't think it's as much that because, you know, really thinking about it, you halfway through the game, you've done almost all of the songs and all of the, the different battles. And then they they kind of give you a curveball and give you a form of actually attacking people, which then makes sense in the context of the game mm -hmm. of you fighting someone. Right. Whereas yeah. in those you're actually using the the notes that are thrown at you and you have to like collect them and collect a certain number of them in uh, in sequence so that you could fire it back at them and do damage to them. But at that point, I had already played all of those songs and then you have to go and do them again. And it was one of those things where I was just like, I get from a contextual perspective why they did this and from a story perspective why they did this. But it just felt awkward giving you that halfway through. Yeah. I don't know. It's it. Okay. Some people love it. I just, I thought it was great and it was very in, you know, uh, very creative in a lot of aspects, but it just kind of missed a few marks that I think would have gotten this to be like my obvious top of the list game, but is still a contender. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Okay. So speaking of like what would be, I would say, a little bit more top of the list. Let's uh, let's just spit out this fucking game that I'm fairly certain is yeah. on both of our lists. It's, it's Loop, Loop Hero. Hero. Yeah. yeah. It it's got to be fucking Loop Hero by four quarters. Big Josh boy, what did you love about Loop Hero, and why is it on your list? I think with indie games, a lot of the reasons why I play them and a lot of the reasons why I'm so into this as a genre is just because of what we talked about where they're so different from anything that's mainstream. I never in a million years would have thought of a game like Loop Hero and thought that it would be fun because if you explain Loop Hero, it's in its own right pretty boring. You literally (laughs) do nothing for a lot of it. Your whole thing is placing tiles down and watching a character go in a big square shape. Yeah, and and even the changing of your gear is basically just placing tiles. Placing tiles. Like I'm taking this tile and putting it on my body tile. It's a lot of it's a lot of dumb management. It's a lot of just like kind of sitting there and trying to min max a little bit. It's trying to figure out how can you survive in this loop but you're not doing anything you're not actively like you're you're basically watching a movie that every so often has you like change the channel for some reason like it's it's very like i but at the same time i think it's one of my like if i had to rank it under binding of isaac because binding of isaac probably can't be a part of it since dlc that top tier it would be it would be the number one it would be the number (laughs) one out of this because it's just it's it was done so well it was done in a way that even though on paper should be boring is very creative very different and just was such a fun experience and i love the story of you being in this unknown dark world and having to fight your way through and creating your villager like not creating the villagers but like building up your town and meeting these villagers who are just in this weird fog and thick of not understanding where you are and then just playing through and having to like some of it was a grind right like that was a bit of it but at the same time the grind and the, the the main loop haha of this game was really I don't know. It was in a way it was so simplistic that it was such a good game for what it was, I guess. Like, I'm not looking at this game in the context of like, this is my top game of the year because it's something like a like a God of War or something like it's the most action packed game. Like, no, I think that it deserves the top because it was such an innovative idea of creating something that really is unlike a lot of games out there. And even though it's such a passive game, it still is fun. Like, I very much enjoyed this game because it became also, you know, just something for personally for me, a really good do something half minded type game. It became that podcast game that people talk about. I did a lot of podcast editing for like the interviews that I do with developers 
while playing Loop Hero because it's just such a good game to be like, click, click, click. Okay, I can just let my character walk around and not even think about it. And I just, yeah. I don't know, I loved it. I could sit in loops for hours. I literally did. One time I just wanted to see how long I could go. And and eventually the reason I left is because I stopped getting materials. Like it just stopped. So I was like, I guess I'll just go fuck myself. But no, I totally understand what you mean. Like indie games, the, the I guess like uh, genre of indie games or the like little sect that it has created in the larger games industry these developers are, they have this willingness to experiment with what exactly sure. makes a game far more often than anybody else, which is so crazy because they have the least amount of stability. Like it's, it's so insane. Typically the times that you would get to experiment are when you have this parachute, well, the thing that's going yeah. to keep you alive if like you fuck up. And more often than not, indie game developers are like, it's like so, my first game. So that's a <laughs> that's an interesting point because I think that it it kind of goes into the hand of when you think of something like a, or someone's an entity like a big company, right? You think of someone like a Bethesda, and you go, if Bethesda like they should be willing to be creative because they have the room to do it because they have lots of money, right? Yeah, and like you're right, but also you're wrong because. A flop to a company like Bethesda hits so much harder than a flop does to an indie developer because yeah. the 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 flip side to this is an, a game that flops from a big developer they have hundreds if not thousands of people on it and you're literally paying them potentially years to do something that gets you fucking nothing and then you're yeah, you're really true. really deep in debt and that's kind of why these bigger fish in the sea play so safe and why you don't get a lot of these creative ideas when it comes to like an indie developer i think the reason why they take the most risk is because honestly you kind of need to if you don't yeah. play that game like it's worse off because you can't do the same things that a triple a AAA studio can you can't play it safe you can't just make the next shooter because there's no way in hell you're going to be able to, as an indie team, make something as robust as something that hundreds and thousands of people are making with tons of money. Like, you just can't keep up with that. So what do you have to do? You have to, you know, that type of work needs to be done in some innovative way. There needs to be some kind of catch or some hook. And that's really what gets people into indie games, at least in my mind, because, like, I don't like shooters, but I play so many shooters because they usually will have a hook gunfire that yeah. has some kind of, you know, uh, skill building mechanic risk of rain. It has this roguelite element of dropping power ups like those. Like, I don't really care for a call of duty, but you give me that and I'm in love with it. Like, yeah, like and, BPM. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like there's so many good games like that, that flip the script a little bit or change up something that makes it worthwhile. I mean, I feel like also a, a small part of this equation that is actually, like I say, a small part, but it's actually probably a much larger bit than we think is the expectation of what like a triple A game will be. When right, you think of right. like Bethesda, you're obviously like Bethesda game studios, not necessarily Bethesda Softworks. Um, you're you're thinking that they're going to be putting out like a fallout and Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Like you're Dude, thinking that they're going to be putting you, out these different things. Can you imagine? And then, 
if a Bethesda came out like Bethesda came out with Loop Hero, like it could be it the would same, be interesting. the same yeah. game. I bet you a hundred percent people would hate it. It oh, would probably. get yeah. so much negative uh publicity because they would be like this is what you came up with your bethesda like there's a little bit of that you have this reputation where it's like you can't work on that that's not you yeah also i mean there were probably there would definitely be those people who are like i can't believe they took resources away from making the next elder scrolls to do this and it's like bro what (laughs) fucking leave it alone yeah that is that is a great point like we've often talked about how indie developers kind of like they take all these risks but that is a good point like i i I myself never really thought about it that way but it's like and big companies they don't actually really have that much room to take risks right like and and when they do sometimes they pay off sometimes they don't like that stuff happens it's but loop hero one of the things that i really really loved is the fact that like and this is, I love how often I say this, this is going to sound bad, but I don't mean it this way, is that the developer didn't necessarily craft these, like, they didn't necessarily craft these painstaking, like, experiences for the for the player to go through. They didn't spend hours and hours obviously like going through and being like okay they meet this person at this time like there are in each one of these like over these these bigger loops you have a boss battle that you go through and that's about it everything Mm -hmm. else is entirely doled out by yourself you are not only playing the hero but you are also playing the villain like you are just battling yourself this entire time until you get to a boss and it's it's mostly like a high risk high reward scenario where it's like i can get to this boss i can have amazing gear but i have to go up against vampires i've got to go up against ghosts ghouls like whatever and i think that's so awesome i think it's it's so cool that loop here is like yeah, we're going to have these bosses that are really, really awesome experiences, but we're going to make you literally work double hard to get to it because you have to fight yourself this entire fucking time. And I think that's so cool. And when you get to these bosses, they are just different enough to be like really interesting. They aren't just a palette swap with other characters. Instead, you go up against bosses that are like, I have three fucking shields that are mirrors that you have to get through. And you have to get through them and hit me before I summon an angel that's going to murder you. Like, they're entirely different. And I think that's so cool and so interesting that, like, seemingly the developer held, like, all of this really, really potent creative energy for these big boss battles that I feel like a lot of, like, other times outside of games that are solely based on boss battles, they kind of fall to the wayside where it's just, like, it's a it's a big fucking like it's a big hob you know like it's like it's it's just never that yeah. interesting it's yeah. just a bigger version of something where it's a lot of something and For instead sure. in loop here it's like you're never gonna like you don't know what to fucking expect from this boss bro summons hounds that literally have black holes for stomachs like what the fuck oh what are you gonna do about that it's Sometimes. i i love loop here so much i, I honestly think- like when it comes to any of these games coming out, I think it's very possible that of the three games, I think only one of them could possibly knock Loop Hero off of my number one. 
it, it's easily number one. Like I'm very excited to hear what those are. But before we do, okay, there's okay. one last thing I want to say that Loop Hero does really well and that it. I hope a lot more games keep doing. And that's uh, discoverability without forcing your hand. What I mean by that is you could go through this whole game without understanding that placing certain tiles down oh, next yeah. to each other will create spaces that create different enemies or have uh, random effects that will change and be altered based on having like a, a vampire mansion next to a scarecrow and things like that or having you know the the villagers change into these zombies based on where you're putting things like i love games that do that because it's one of those things where you know eventually you might look it up and be like oh i want to know what what this does but like having those moments of like what the fuck why did that happen like those yeah. moments are so amazing in video games because it it's games are designed in a way if they're done properly to make you feel smart about doing something or finding something about being like oh because i put those two things and like learning that right like those type of moments are great and i think loop hero does it really well yeah, there's there is like kind of this epidemic of over tutorializing things For where sure. it's like I will teach you literally everything how to play my fucking game, but it's going to take two hours where, yeah, Loop Hero just kind of drops you in. And it's like, little do you know, if you place fucking eight mountains next to each other, you're going to spawn harpies and those things yeah. are assholes yeah. or like. If you if you encircle a I, I, I believe they're like atriums or something like that. Oh, no, they're treasuries. If you encircle them with woods, then it's going to summon gargoyles. Or if you like it's just all this stuff that you find out through playing, like you said, and it's just so much fun. Like it also I would say like in a game that's 90 percent idle time, like you kind of just sit there and like watch your hero go around and you you put on like you some new gear and you put down some new tiles on occasion. I feel like those like the those things that it doesn't teach you are the things that keep you engaged where it's like I don't literally so many times I'd be holding on to a tile and be like. I don't know what will happen if I put another one of these down. Yeah, yeah. Like I have no idea. And then I do it and I fuck myself. It summons like a sandworm. Like this is fucking Dune and it eats my existence. Like it just, it's so cool. I I really, really enjoyed that. That's that's a fantastic point to, to end the loop here discussion off. Big Josh boy, what would you say that... What what's one of the games that could knock uh, some games off of your list? And yeah. I do want to ask, like, what game do you think that if this came out, would it knock off specifically? Yeah, yeah. So I think I think if you had to categorize it, you know, Binding of Isaac would be at the top, and Loop Hero <laughs> would then come after that. And I think those two games, no matter what, are going to stay on this top list. Like, I don't think there's anything that Checks can come out. out that will do enough to get it off of my list. You know, I think of it as kind of like a top five. Like, those will probably be in here no matter what. Uh, okay. Whereas Death Store and Everhood, I think they're great games, but they uh, they could probably be cut if something else does come out. Now I have yeah they're those seven and eights where you're just yeah, like yeah it's yeah, a great game like great but I don't game. know game of the year right, right exactly and that doesn't mean it's a bad game that just means it's a great yeah. game. Um, I have four games. I I I'm gonna just go through the four real quick and then we'll we'll go to okay. yours. I'll I'll do an explanation kind of a little bit on each of them. So Mecha Jammer, it is very much an old school type of RPG slash game um, where it, it falls similar into the category of Fallout. It is 
literally you starting landing on this planet and just the whole idea behind it is just to get off the planet. Like it very much goes into that idea of not over tutorializing you and being like, you could get off the planet any way you want. You could figure it out. You could hire a bunch of goons and take over an, an area and get a ship. You could uh, go through and stealthily sneak your way in. You could uh, try to get a bunch of gangs on your side, like the gangs in that territory, and then take over those certain areas. Um, apparently there was talks of you could potentially, although it's heavily guarded, but like just find your way into a ship really easy, like really at the start of it and just finish the game real quick, like just try and speed run it. Um, so it, it's very much a play the game you want, which I always love those types of games. And it's, it just looks so good, dude. If, if you're looking at it right now, like the art style to it has this weird, like very 2.5 D type look to it. This pixel art, this gritty world, like it just looks so nice and I am so hyped for it. Yeah, the game looks awesome. I'm actually pretty blown away by it. I think it looks really cool. Yeah, I can't wait to try it. It reminds me a lot in many ways of Death Trash, which probably would be on here, but I just I don't want to play coming it. out in 2021. I don't. Yeah, it's it's early access period is open, but I just don't want to play it because I want to just experience the full game. So in 2022, hopefully it'll be my game of the year. We'll see. All right. Um, but then my other three Hollow Knight Silk Song. I don't think oh, it's coming dude, out. That's fucking on here. You best I believe I got that on I here. It think, comes out. Everything's getting thrown off. I don't think it's coming out. But if it was oh, to come not. out, dude, I don't think so either. But, you know, you got to put it on there because you don't know. If it, yeah, you got to cross your fingers. Like you maybe gotta, you're the thing that jinxes this shit. And it doesn't come out this year. You got to. It's fucking It's coming out, you know? <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe. But if it did, I am pretty damn sure that would be right up there on the top of the list like i can't imagine hollow knight not being a good game granted maybe me overhyping it will make it so that when i play it i'm like eh, it was okay but we'll see yeah we'll see um right. my next one is weird west i don't know when weird west comes out but i'm i'm just hyped to play it i don't even know much about it i just yeah. i just we've seen like three things about it yeah it just looks like a josh ass game and i want to play it um but i i once again don't know when that's going to come out i don't think it'll come out anytime soon but if it does probably at the top of the list and then my last right. one which i don't think will really make it like this one's coming out this year but i don't think it'll make my top of the list because i had kind of a sour note on it when we talked about it in previous episodes. Um, but it might be different when I actually play it. But it's Back for Blood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I love I love Left 4 Dead. I've had so much fun playing it with my buddies. And I think Back for Blood had a lot of really cool mechanics in it. But I think it needs tweaking in certain areas. And I also think that the people were super annoying. <laughs> and forgettable so we'll see we'll see uh i i don't know i have to play it but there is a potential for it to be that you know top top list right so yeah hopefully. yeah definitely i'm i'm gonna add like a couple like just off the cuff there are the few that i have on my list obviously but i have yet to play eastward it's very possible that that will actually become a game of the year i just haven't played it yet yeah, so yeah. we'll see what happens i very much enjoyed the demo but 
whatever. I guess we'll find out when I actually play the game itself. We will find um, out. There is the long gone days. It's something that I've been looking forward to since I believe the first kind of funny game showcase. It's just kind of like this. I, I believe it's like a, a tactical RPG uh, mixed with what would be a like an adventure game where you are these basically child soldiers it's in early access right now but i'm waiting to play it until the full game comes out i actually like um there was that like diversity bundle with like the itch.io diversity bundle where you could support uh like a more diverse indie games industry right and it's in there i just haven't played it because i'm like i just want the like i want it all like that's that's it yeah. and the last one um because i'm just like s s shooting through my steam wish list looking at what i want For is sure. renane um this renane. one i found really really interesting i forget where we saw it last it might have been either in the wholesome direct or i want to say like it maybe like in a uh, nindy showcase but I just like it. A uh, 2D action platformer. I think it looks really cute. It looks really interesting. Still got that TBA release date, so probably not going to come out, but right, the game right. does look really cool, and I actually really like it. Uh, outside of those just, like, quick mentions, I, of course, have the Hollow Knight looks on I my mean, team, come Cherry. On, come on. You best you believe that it. shit comes you out this year. It. That's going to be my game of the year. It's just, it, it's what it is. Uh, second up, I've got Tunic by Andrew uh, Shoulder Shouldice. I don't know. It looks like Shoulder Ice, but without the ER, so it's like Shouldice. I'm not exactly sure. Tunic has looked cool ever since it was first announced in like 2016. Did you play the uh, like demo? One of the Xbox showcases? No, I didn't. Oh, I, okay. I heard I, it was it's pretty It's kind tough. of that thing where it's like, I don't... Ooh. Yeah, I heard it was... That's nice. I heard it was a little toughy. Maybe if it's tough, I'll be more into it. Because I don't know, like the challenge of Hollow Knight was also a big part of why I enjoyed the game. So maybe, maybe, um, yeah, dude, another game, of course, or the, the last game I have on here outside of Hollow Knight, Silksong and Tunic would be Little Devil Inside. This was shown at like a PlayStation showcase, like or it was uh, the state of play like two years ago. I think when the actual model of the PlayStation 5 was shown, I believe uh -huh. it was in that one. And I remember it actually had like a oh, controversy where yeah. one of their enemies yeah. looked like it was in blackface. The game itself looks very, very interesting. Granted, we've seen it once. Don't know what gameplay is like at all, but it looks interesting. The game itself, yeah. like the visuals look cool. I have no idea if that's a, a this game could be like a fucking turn based JRPG for all I know. But right now, I think Little Devil Inside by NeoStream Interactive looks very, very cool. And it's just like something on the back burner. I, I don't even know if it's going to come to PC currently. While looking, I only mm. saw that it had like listings for PlayStation. Yeah, I don't so, know. If so, maybe I'd be picking up a PS5 to play Little Devil Inside. Mm, I don't know. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe There's a lot it. of it's it's tough to say. Like, even though it's so late into the year, like I still feel like there's a lot of good games that I want to try. Like, I still want to finish Chicory. I still want to play like 
Xbox uh, Game Pass just dropped a couple of games that looked really good, like uh, Dandy Ace and uh, yeah, Sable looks really good too. Yeah, and then I think there's there's something with a goose, Mighty Goose that I've been playing. It's kind of like a Metal Gear meets uh mega man type game which i'm i'm having a lot of fun with but it, apparently it's like a really short one and i don't know that i would be top tier but there's a lot of games that are still out there that are gonna have to be weighed out and see if they fit the final list yeah i should say another one that might knock some off depending on when i play it i is Kenna Bridge of Spirits. Mm. Like people have debated about this one because it was made using like a larger budget, but the as far as I know Ember Lab or Ember Labs, I'm not 100% certain the developers of the game are like an indie dev, so I'm not going to be really annoying and pedantic about it. Like I I do want to play the game. It looks interesting. Seems like some people are really enjoying it. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, there are like a bunch of games coming out this year or that have already come out that haven't had a chance to play yet. Dandy Ace does look cool. Mm -hmm. I remember talking about it way back uh, in News Cram. It's basically very similar to I I've heard the combat itself is similar to Hades. Yep. So That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for. Looks baby. interesting. <laughs> oh fuck me. Oh, what a way to close this out. Yeah, dude, you ever have that where you just like you go to breathe, but at the same it time, like, so, yeah, like you breathe in like a little bit of saliva and it just fucks your just your existence up. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. It's fun. It's good <laughs> stuff. So that is the end of this episode. Thanks everyone so much for listening. If you would like to chat with us outside of the show, you can, of course, Follow us at IndiePod over on Twitter. I would highly recommend that because you'll get notifications of when episodes go live, when the developer interviews go live, and a bunch of interesting talk about indie games. So once again, follow us at IndiePod over on Twitter. You can follow me, Vaughn, at Hyde Legion. That's H-Y-D-E-L-E-G-I-O-N on Twitter. You can check out my Twitch streams. I'm going to be Twitch streaming uh, on Tuesdays and Fridays from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, that will be starting next week, actually. Should be starting next week. I might have to not on the Tuesday, but I guaranteed mm -hmm. will on the Friday because my vacation is coming and I've like, I have some homework I have to do as well. So I'm getting the homework that's due when I'm on vacation done now. Just And then going to try to make sure yourself. I get some shit done. All right. Don't, yeah, don't go into this being like, all right, let me just kill myself and dive yeah, face that's, first. That's why I'm making sure that I'm not like, I'm not overwhelming myself, hopefully. You know, I'm only like working on a video essay, gonna stream, gonna, it's fun stuff, whatever, whatever, it doesn't matter. You can follow Big Josh Boy at the underscore George 90 over on Twitter. You got like 500 followers. You could join them up. You'd be like, hey, what's up? Let's get to, let's kiss, you know? Like, I don't, don't do that, but like you could <laughs> if you wanted to be creepy, like me. And you can follow his Twitch streams at, uh, it's twitch.tv slash the underscore George if he ever decides yeah. to Twitch stream again. If I, ever I think do we're just going to have to wait for that next fucking binding of isaac dlc for you to I mean, stream again. yeah because that's that's <laughs> honestly what got me streaming was just oh i needed uh an excuse to play all this binding of isaac and not make myself yeah. look crazy dude by uh, binding of isaac 2 comes out big josh boy is gonna be like so am i a twitch streamer now am is I? this what i do <laughs> no nah. i don't know no nah. and let's run through the housekeeping one more time before we hop off here of course 
We've got our developer interview going live on the 6th of October. This one is with Paddle Creek Games, the developers of Fractured Veil. Be sure to check that one out. Of course, at the beginning of the show, Big Josh Boy laid out how this game is. Seems pretty yeah. interesting. Check out that IndiePod store over on Teespring. Got it mixed up. I was like, Teespring store over on IndiePod? No, the IndiePod Close. store on Teespring where you can pick up t-shirts and stickers Head over to YouTube, subscribe to us there, leave us a like, whatever you want to do there, leave us a comment and such. You can watch these episodes. It's fun stuff. Uh, Leave us reviews on any site in which you can do so. Specifically, iTunes helps us out more than anything else when it comes to gaining a wider audience and spreading the word of indie games. And lastly, thank you so much to all of our amazing patrons at the $3 tier or higher. If you give us any amount of money or any amount of your time, you are absolutely fantastic and we love you for it. But made that blood pack, got to do it. You know, like I'm thinking if I don't do it, I might explode. I'm glad you reminded me. I'm glad you reminded me because that could have been the end. That could have been the end. Could have been a fleshy mass, dude. You would have had to fucking put this out, bro. I could have exploded and you would have been like, well, got to fucking upload that episode. That's cool. You know, that would be fun. That would be, would be, it would have been an interesting episode. Be like, watch some dude spontaneously combust. Like, whatever, bro. I mean, but- I would definitely have to take that part out. <laughs> no. Unadulterated. Put I'm that shit sure, on there. I'm pretty sure YouTube's not going to be okay with that. They're in the deal as well. It's a blood pact between all of us. It's it's going to happen. I mean, I guess. So thank you so much to Ethan, a gamer for fun. John, it's just John. We'll see Mixamatosis, a.k.a. Mix, Zach Durham, Chase Hopkins, Philip Grinchow, the one bit above Australia, Josh Nichols, a.k.a. Active Josh, and Sam Fillion from Canada. Thank you all so much. You were all so amazing. And we will talk to you next week. Goodbye. That's true. I was going to say, uh, I guess I could put it up because, like, that's going to be our last episode anyway. What's YouTube Yeah, and do? we're not monetized. Not, yeah. So like, well, it's like, they're going to fucking try to take it down. You upload it again. You're like, sorry, this is legally binding. I have to do this. Yep. The legally binding of Isaac. 